0: It is Malcolm at 8, welcome into the Voice of a Nation, my fellow Americans and all of our friends around the world here. And we're going to talk a little bit of world geopolitics today in a big way. You've been seeing a lot, I I would think, well, and maybe you haven't been seeing, actually, I should say, uh, many of the riots and protests and things that are uh, taking the center stage in Israel and the Middle East. And I say that because there's not a lot of reporting being done on this, frankly. Uh, it's certainly not a lot of honest reporting to be sure, but it's being overshadowed from domestic politics, a lot of affairs like this. Uh, and of course, the Ukraine Russia thing, but there are some big things happening in Israel right now that we need to talk about now. Part of the uh, story is that uh, Benjamin Netanyahu is pushing for judicial reform, and this has created a wave of protest and riots, and uh, this, uh, the people are pushing back. I, I want to get to some of the bottom of that today on the broadcast with you. Uh, but it goes further than that as well, what's being undermined and what's taking place. Now, listen, truth be told, I've always been a, a pretty good um uh, a fan of Benjamin Netanyahu uh, to the point of his uh, uh, the patriotism for Israel. Now, there are a lot of people who don't care for the man for various reasons. And in fact, one of my uh, esteemed guests today may fall into that uh, category, actually, loving some of his um, political moves from time to time and his patriotism. But the way he goes about it sometimes. And don't forget, there's also uh, the odor of corruption within all of this. And he's been called out on that multiple times and and barely got in for this re-election campaign last time. Uh, so Netanyahu is a uh, interesting player for interesting times, I would suggest to you. Uh, but now has he gone a bridge too far is the question I put out there. Let's find out today, friends, on the broadcast here. Joining me is Ilana Friedman. Ilana is a veteran intelligence analyst, and she's an advisor in intelligence led counterterrorism. The thing about Ilana is she spent uh, many years, about 16 years, I think, in Israel, raised her family there, has a pretty good sense and feel of the culture. That's important. Haven't visited that area myself. uh, There is a culture that is unlike anything else in the world here. Ilana, welcome to the Voice of a Nation.
1: Thank you, Malcolm. It's good to be back on your show.
0: Yeah. Let's talk here. I, I mean, I know you, this is your, you know, so near and dear to you and and you follow this better than anybody. Um, so listen, Benjamin Netanyahu, I remember one time on a broadcast sometime back you, I, I'm pretty sure you were the one who made the comment to me that there are a lot of things you don't care for about Netanyahu. I think cause I've always been a pretty good supporter and fan of his, um, Uh, His patriotism for his nation, but the way his uh, strength and leadership, I guess, best way I say it. But with any politics, uh, there's always corruption seems to be a part of that. Uh, What's your size up right out of the gate here, Ilana, for listeners size up Benjamin Netanyahu. Is he the right man for the right time right now? Or is he the wrong man? And is he gone a bridge too far right now?
1: And I believe he is definitely the right man for the job. Um, wow. And the reason, the reason is that he has, as prime minister, he has been a very, very strong, uh, a strong leader who has kept the, the best interests of Israel at heart from a strategic point of view, from a, a uh, defense point of view. And I think that is more than anything is what Israel needs right now. What let he me ask is you trying, this. Let me ask yeah. you
0: this. It, I remember it now. Hold on. I think you. I think you have met him before. If I am, am I correct with that statement?
1: Yes, I met him a number of times. I okay. I tried to. I was working with one of his colleagues who was in the Sayeret um, Matkal. That 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 is the the, is the most senior special operations group in uh, in the military, right. and it reports directly to the commander. Uh, uh, let me ask you this, and I
0: believe you said to me there is, and let me just be fair here, but I, I think you've said to me prior, and again, I have to say this because I, I'm not 100% positive, but that there's a bit of, quite a bit actually, of arrogance and ego that comes with a man. Is that an assessment that is proper? That,
1: that's a very, yeah, that's a very good assessment of what I said. Well, the thing that bothered me very, very much uh, when I was trying to work with him was the sense that while he was with us and engaging with us and remember i was sitting with a colleague of his from the from the army um and the two of us were were making uh we're we're trying to to work through a, an issue that we thought would be useful to him um while he was sitting with us he was deeply engaged in the conversation as soon as he stood up as the conversation was over and we shook hands it was like he didn't even know we were there he was already on to the next thing and and i, I was not surprised when we didn't hear from him anymore it was crazy but um does that I, mean I, when
0: the camera's I, on or the mic is hot he's exa- one thing yeah and when it's yeah, not he's exactly. another thing is that it
1: oh uh, he's somewhere else you know and, and i guess that's uh um you know that that's not necessarily unnatural uh, for somebody who's in a at that put at that point he was a, a minute I think minister of defense okay. but this was all um, uh, th- this was a personal reaction I've met him several times this was not the only time I met him right. but I always felt that there was sort of a tenor of arrogance and 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 self involvement with him, and that's you know that's not necessarily a bad thing. It's that's just for leader, uh,
0: right, right, right.
1: Yeah, it's just yeah. Uh, it was my All right. and not being that kind of a person. It was yeah, I found it. Right. Uh, I was advocating for something that I believed okay. in very strongly. All so, right, so let me
0: let me say this now. So you surprised me with your answer. To be frank with you, I thought when I'd asked the question about Netanyahu, I thought you. I, I for whatever reason, I thought this particular time around, from everything I've read in the reports and the backdrop on this, I thought you might say to me, and I don't know why I thought this, that he might be the wrong person for this moment of time. And I'm maybe because of no. the the bad information out there. And again, I in full disclosure, Alana, I think you know I've always been haven't watched him and studied him over the millennia here and, and uh, with Netanyahu and his speeches and his, his speeches of the odd nations and in other areas, I've always thought he was such a strong, compelling leader for this time, really something you needed in Israel. So I've always been a pretty good fan of his, but you stay true to that. All right, Talk. right, let's get right to the crux of this. Uh, when we talk about judicial reform, let's let's understand what the crux of the boil over the problem the 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 spark if you will of this judicial reform why does he want it and why are people against it
1: well there are people against it and there are people for it and the people you don't hear about are the ones who are for it um israel is um is difficult for americans to understand israel's legal and and um uh uh, their their whole process. they don't have three branches of government. they only have two. They've got the Parliament and the Knesset which is called the Knesset and um, and the the prime minister is part of that that branch of government. The other branch of government is the judicial and there is a Supreme Court and the Supreme Court is very different from ours um the, 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 ju- ju- the justices are, Appointed um, or or they're chosen by a committee, uh, and th- the Supreme Court justices have the ability to uh, veto an appointment. Um, so they, they it's it, the whole setup is different. And uh, so they have a lot of power like?
0: based on what you just said. There,
1: they ha- say that again. I'm sorry. They have
0: a lot of power from what yes, you said. The they, fact that they can do that
1: over the years the Supreme Court of Israel has acquired a great deal of power. And this is what uh, Netanyahu and the people who support these changes uh, are very concerned about. Uh, for example, uh, Netanyahu appointed a minister. A minister is instead of a, what we call secretary. Okay. Uh, a minister of um uh in the in the form of a man who had been uh accused of corruption and and convicted of corruption earlier on um and but he had appointed him to a ministry to the, be the head of a ministry of of a, which is the department of government and uh the supreme court said in a judgment that this was illegal because of its unreasonability in the extreme that was the term right. in other words they don't have to say they don't have to say that there's a legal precedent or that there's a law that says that he this cannot be done all they have to say is that it's unreasonable and that is what the Knesset took a vote on they took three votes and in the Knesset you have to take three votes to pass a bill so they took three votes. And on the third vote, this passed. And what it said was that the Supreme Court could not use unreasonability as an excuse for whatever their judgment was. Uh, does that make sense?
0: It does. It does. And uh, I mean, they don't have I mean, they, they don't have a sort of constitution like we have.
1: They have no constitution. The fact, you know, Israel was, was founded in 1948. Uh-huh. And for the next 10 years, they tried to put together a constitution and they failed. They couldn't come to an agreement. Uh-huh. So 10 years later, in 1958, they set up what they call the basic law. And the basic law is a set of laws that are supposed to uh, govern the no, yeah. the country. Right. Um, that basic law has been amended 12 times since 1948 okay and and it, it, but it's done by by the Knesset and uh, it can be under the present law it can be challenged by the Supreme Court. Um, just about anything they the Knesset does can be challenged by the Supreme Court and and so what's happened is that the Supreme Court, Which has whose members have been leaning toward the left, you know. Their Supreme Court, in that regard, is like ours. There are political biases, Mm -hmm. and so um, uh, what's happened is that the um, uh, by using this reasonableness standard, they have been able to um, influence the passage of law, and that gives them far too much. Uh, power right, power right, over right. over what's going on in Israel, and this is why uh, Netanyahu wants this changed. He wants it more like, in spite of what everybody's saying, he wants it more like our Supreme Court, in that it is not, it doesn't have the the ability to mm-hmm. since since they don't have a, cons- a constitution to lean right, on, right, it right. doesn't have the ability to make. Um, judgments that are not based on law.
0: So this is a big deal. Let, let me let me just slow it down. Just so this is a big deal, Ilana. Okay. Yes. it uh, is. Yeah. I mean, it's huge because this will not only create president right now, but the future. Uh, It's going to create president for the future and all of these, as you say, reforms and other things that will happen. What's happening is Netanyahu, they're calling it a power grab uh, because he wants to change some of what you've just explained perfectly to folks as to what the crux of the problem is. And what's happening is you still have a you're right. You still have a left right fight going on there because you just have that everywhere in, in the world. And that still exists. But those justices have a lot more power because they are its a Supreme Court kind of thing. But they don't have any, as I stated earlier, they don't have a constitution like the United States. You're right. They don't have any constitution. And your explanation, That's right. there's no. Yeah, yeah from And the, that. Ir-
1: the irony here, Malcolm, yeah. is that in September, yeah. the Supreme Court is set to hear several petitions against the new overhaul law, which which uh, Netanyahu is trying to get through the Knesset and should the court accept the claim that the law is illegal right. the new law it would be the first time in in Israel's history that the high court invalidated part of the basic law that it the, in other words the 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 supreme court will be passing judgment mm-hmm. on the law that the new overhaul law which affects itself
0: right Right. Well, it's the same thing. We deal with our own Congress on things that they never pass things that are against their interest, do they now? That,
1: no, that's and that, that, you know, this is this is ironical, but it's also a very serious situation because it it could be mm-hmm. judging something which is right. um, may or may not be in its best interest. Right, it it right. sounds to me like it's not okay. in their best interest from their point of view. All right.
0: Well, sort of like the same thing. Let, now Let me point this out. Sort of like the same thing in our country where the, the squeaky wheel typically gets all the attention. Here in our own country, the squeaky wheel is always the Marxist left. It's the minority. It's the small, small percentage that create all the noise and get the attention that the media gets right in line with them in. Now, I started when I looked at a lot of the reports on Israel and a lot of what's been happening here prior to having this conversation with you here today. and I, And I've been watching the stories unfold. But it appears to me the media is on one side. Same thing as here. That's what I concluded with, Alana, looking at all these reports. And I'll use an example of one in a moment, but that they're over here on this side. So you have a really traditional fight happening there in Israel, not very much unlike what's happening here in the States.
1: You know, for a long time, I've said that Israel is like a small hand mirror to the United States. Um, whatever's going on here... Is either going already going on in Israel, but most likely will soon go on in Israel, and so where we have had this great divide for several years, um, particularly beginning in in 2020, um, and when we had all the riots in the streets, and we had the the rise of BLM and 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 uh, some of the others. Uh, what antifa? But what is happening in Israel is that. Uh, the, the the left is becoming very vocal and very violent. And by the way, they are being supported by American groups uh, who are feeding yeah. them money and support for what they're doing. So all these this protests
0: is- and riots are very similar to what we've seen here. And back to the squeaky wheel, it is a lot of the leftist sort of political environment. Uh, but are they so they're back to the same problem? which we don't have here the in our country the patriotism and the right never really push back hard enough against these bandits and thieves is that the same well, thing now, you would say there
1: yes but except that now that they have and and this is this is an important point they have okay. elected netanyahu and his party to lead the country and so what we're seeing is way out of out of balance uh, in ter- the, because a majority no it's not a majority uh, The they were in they were elected and then you know in Israel they have a huge number of parties who who compete in the elections so they no party gets a, a majority but they a, one party and this was Netanyahu's party Likud that this party got enough votes so they could form a coalition that gave them Uh, more than 50%. He barely
0: made it. He barely made that happen though. Yeah.
1: Yeah. So, so having said that, um, the, you can say that the, the country, the people of Israel elected Netanyahu to lead them. Mm -hmm. And, and so it's, it's not as clear cut as here where there's a clear majority, hopefully, but, um, the, in, in his case, um, it looks like, as just as you said, that the the right is not fighting back enough. Right. Um, and it's a very strong right government. So right, right. uh we'll have to see how this plays out. Yeah, but there is it's another the issue, thing, Malcolm what is it? that I, I think we need to talk about, and that is that Israel's security, national security, right. is very possibly going to be compromised because one of the things that the left has done mm-hmm. has been to corral military people particularly people on in on reserve who do a month's uh service in the military every year until they're 50 in their 50s um and they they have been encouraged um no doubt by people from from the united states as well as as locally uh to refuse to serve in the reserves and this has this what this is doing is creating a situation in which Iranian Iranian mullahs are sitting in their chairs and laughing their heads off uh, at how stupid this is because it is challenging um, Israel's preparedness.
0: Yeah. You know, you took the words right out of my mouth. Ten minutes ago, I was exactly thinking of that point right now is that Israel's enemies are enjoying this moment, to be sure, because you have a boiling point, friction, moment to friction, from left and right inside of there, which can devastate them domestically. And it could create an opportunity, a massive opportunity, for the enemy to strike. It's a very dangerous moment for Israel, isn't it?
1: It's very dangerous on three counts. The first count is that, is obvious. It's obvious. Uh, Iran has has vowed to destroy Israel to wipe it off the map. So Iran is obviously the first uh, the first threat and the main threat. And Iran has as its surrogates uh, Hezbollah in uh, Syria and Lebanon and Hamas in Gaza, and uh, also both both have a presence in Israel itself. The second thing is that Iran has created an alliance with China and Russia. Uh, Russia um, has a presence in Syria to Israel's immediate north. And there have already been some um, uh, relatively small confrontations between Israel and Russia in the airspace over Syria. That's a second threat. And the third threat, and if Russia has a, a, a relationship with Iran and Iran is going to attack Israel, all, you know, all bets are off. We don't know what's going to happen. And the third thing is China. Now, China... I guess most people don't know this, but China has wormed its way into Israel and is now managing the major, Israel's major port of Haifa. It's the main port of Haifa is now being managed by China. Um, and, and China is also working in infrastructure in Israel. I, I think Israel is being very, very naive about this because, yeah. China is in there for, for one reason. They're not good buddies of, of Israel. What they want is Israeli technology, which is which is one of the best in the world. Uh, yeah. the Israel R and D and and technology development is is, you know, unmatched. Yeah. Uh, yeah. and considering the size of the country, Israel is smaller than New Jersey. Yeah. You could take all of Israel and put it in the middle of Lake Michigan, and it would get lost. All the fish That's would be right. swimming around That's it. That's right. That's right. So, right. so we're talking about a tiny little country. Yeah. It's one of the has one of the top military in the world. Yeah. It's it's among the top ten, and um, and yet, you know, one nuclear bomb from Iran would completely destroy it.
0: Yeah, yeah. if they got it off, and there was nothing nothing to uh, deflect it, you're exactly right. Yeah. Um, so yeah.
1: Israel has to be very, very um, strong in its in the face that it it puts to the world. Yeah, And right now, this is compromised by yeah. these demonstrations.
0: All right. Stay right there, Ilana. Yeah, that is uh, perfectly said there. Um, there's a lot of points to take from what Ilana says. What a perfect uh, explanation she puts out there. And then now it shows you. Uh, my fellow Americans, the problems that we're dealing with there in Israel. uh, This moment, this uh, conflict, the seriousness of the moment, the left and right. uh, It's really interesting, isn't it? The awkwardness of what's happening there. And we can relate to it because we have very similar problems here. And the way our enemies uh, look at us is the same way they would be looking at Israel right now. You see, as for lunch or dinner, (laughs) Uh, in the same capacity here. At the same time, the other thing to note to you, there is a really valid point when she mentioned China controlling the port to the main port. You see, what you're not really aware of out there, and what a lot of Americans are not aware of, is the emergence of China, Chinese politics, the CCP, throughout the Middle East. You see, even Israel, to the point of what Ilana just shared with you. All right? they are all over they've been brokering deals and talking because of the vacuum of leadership so when you understand what we're talking about and how that can change the world you understand the gravity of what we're dealing with right now because if that happens out there and that conflict that nuclear conflict well my fellow americans all bets are off for humanity if that transpires And right now, the enemy grows stronger, and they watch exactly what's happening. And everything in life is timing as well. Keep in mind, timing. It's all about timing. And that's the one thing those cats are very good at, is it's a waiting game, looking for the right moment to strike, just like a tarantula at the moment of taking you down, or a snake. Boom, done. It's exactly what's happening there. Scary, isn't it? Yeah. because that and for those who think that well well, we're over here it's you know we can't really control the middle east and who really cares you know and many people think that way actually i got news for you <laughs> it will definitely impact your life you better believe it will in ways that you can only not even imagine right now As well, you think the ufo is the problem this past weekend might not be the aliens we're so concerned with or whatever's going on there huh it's It's unbelievable, really. But this influence of China is because many of our fellow Americans are putting in a Marxist left agenda into our own country. and there's a vacuum of world leadership on on the on the on the uh, global stage is what's happening. I mean, I mean, they can't even handle domestic politics in this particular current administration. How would they possibly handle what's going on around the world? You see what's happening there. So they've kind of pulled out of all of those deals that we had prior presidents work so hard on, including Trump and others uh, for Middle East peace. but Middle, Middle East politics, let's call it would be a better way to say it, you know, because peace has always been uh, fleeting out there. But he was trying with Abrams Accord and all that had happened. But that's changed now. We, we don't have we don't have our hands in in the uh, political landscape there like we did like we should like we have to. And for those who are ignorant, who think it doesn't matter, well, you're ignorant if you think it doesn't matter because it darn well matters. It matters for your own life and what's going to happen in your own neighborhood. Believe me, that's what we're dealing with right now. The best way I can say it. So this is why I felt compelled to bring this to their waves to you to understand what's taking place here. Well, as we reset here, it is now americaoutloud.news. That's uh, that's the site. Uh, we'll continue to tell you. And please tell, tell your neighbors and your friends and even some of your adversaries, if you will, <laughs> uh, that the out loud truth can be found and discovered, uh, that uh, independent media is rising uh, to take back our nation, that they know, as all Americans know, that the legacy media mainstream media and social media are lost the oligarchs are running orwells farm animal farm they're running the whole parade so that is the rise of independent media and uh, the rise of uh, america out loud is central to that theme right there uh, and it's vitally important what's taking place here so it was important that news was in our title so americaoutloud.news is now the the site you'll want to be bookmarking and going to and again if you have anywhere, com or prior links they will all work it is com will always go there still i mean that's part of our history and you always have to have the com if you're going to do this kind of thing so to be sure with you uh and uh, naturally that's what we started But it is AmericaOutloud.news right now. And it's liberty and justice for all, always. That will be our mantra. That's our commitment, the out loud truth, okay? And don't forget the other new part of our platform, AmericaOutloud.shop, which uh, is the newest uh, uh, part of the platform we're very proud of. Uh, We put all of the great uh, partnerships we have right in that shop. Uh, with the great discounts we've negotiated, and they're all exclusive discounts for our listening audience only. That is something we are very prideful of, and we work very hard with these companies. So whether it's uh, the wellness company, whether it's Kofix uh, Rx, Healthy Cell, and now you see Global Healing, uh, now you'll be seeing more about uh, ASEA. Uh, Clear, these are all great brands, great products. Check them all out and get the discounts. And for those who are struggling through with uh, long COVID and, and vaccine injuries, there are some great products in there, like spike support with nattokinase and dandelion root and great uh, ingredients in that product that you hear Dr. McCullough and I talk about. And you get 25% off that by using the code OUTLOUD in americaoutloud.shop. Uh, and there's more coming to help you and, and don't forget the new program Looking for Healing Radio with Dr. Brian Artis Dr. Janice Schmidt Niccolo Burnett and uh, and our truly our, our very own uh, Dr. Henry Ely of course uh, who uh, has been uh, at the forefront of that uh, for me our brother Henry uh, has been doing some remarkable work there we've got some great things going on we're telling you more about some new programs coming up there as well uh, so that's where to visit to get all that. We'll take a, a quick pause here, my fellow Americans, and join you just on the other side on the voice of a nation. Our global experts are brilliant writers and engaging hosts on a mission of a lifetime. You'll find the latest news and inspiration on the front page of AmericaOutloud.com. It was Henry Wadsworth Longfellow that said, lives of great men all remind us we can make our lives sublime and departing, leave behind us footprints on the sands of time. America Out Loud Talk Radio, the liberty and justice for all. HealthyCell.com, code out loud.
1: You wouldn't go a day without brushing your teeth or washing your hands. What about washing your nose? I mean, your nose does filter the air you breathe. Air loaded with bacteria, viruses, and irritants. Make nasal hygiene part of your routine with Clear. No messy bottles to fill, no drowning sensation. Clear is a natural drug-free saline with the added benefit of xylitol, which blocks bacterial and viral adhesion. Available in stores and online at clear.com. That is X-L-E-A-R dot com.
0: Welcome back to Malcolm at Eight, the voice of a nation. there's Malcolm Out Loud here. We're talking Israel today, Middle East, and the impact here at home. Uh, Ilana Friedman, uh, intelligence analyst, and uh, just a brilliant mind when it comes to these geopolitical uh, conversations. Alana, you see my reference at the end of the prior segment where I talked about uh, the importance of this to our nation, which is totally being overlooked. I can guarantee you that uh, many times over. You see the way the media here handles these stories. In fact, I want to talk to you about one of these uh, uh, case points in just a second here. Um, but the importance cannot be, uh, uh, you know, overstated here in the fact that, you um, china has made its move on the middle east China has made its move in africa China has made its move in a lot of areas and uh, but they've surely made their move the vacuum of leadership on the world stage uh and the global environment is uh, the, the void of american leadership oh i've never seen it in my life this bad it is piss poor horrible right now ilana and it, it, at a point that it makes me very concerned very nervous and with what's taking place out there it would only take a spark for this thing to tip right over. China, as you said, is controlling their port. They they got their hands so far in the jars out there. They would be on the opposing side of us in a world war, confrontation. No matter what happens, um, this is not smart that our leadership here has done this. But that's a pivotal point with China here, and Israel appears to be asleep at the wheel right now. Is that in? Is that stated correctly or incorrectly? When I yeah,
1: say that? I. Israel has really missed the boat, Malcolm, when it comes to trying to balance what is really good for Israel and what compromises Israel's security in a real way, even though it looks like it's good for Israel, it's actually not good at all and, in fact, is dangerous for Israel. China is dangerous for virtually most of the world. Mm -hmm. And China's presence in Israel has been v- almost—it's been slow but steady. Yeah. Uh, That's what China said, always is.
0: China always is that way, you know.
1: Well, but but it hasn't really taken hold in Israel, right? Sure. Uh, the way it has, the way it has now. And Netanyahu, when he was talking about his trip, his upcoming trip to China, said that. China Israel relations is a match made in heaven those are his words
0: what does that mean for coming from netanyahu know, he- said
1: that Netanyahu said that. What the hell? What and, the,
0: what's going on there? Is that well, just for public consumption? or I think, he, or that, I is that think that he's is?
1: taking Xi Jinping at face value, and that is really well, hold dangerous. On now.
0: Hold on, hold on, hold on. Slow down a moment, please. I got to ask you here. Do you really believe what you just said, or do you believe, hold on, is that for public consumption? Could that possibly be it? And that he knows damn well what he's, go, he's going into the lion's mouth. But listen, if you, if you read Sun Tzu's Art of War... He would play to Netanyahu's point.
1: Absolutely. Absolutely. and
0: So may not be a bad Jinping, thing, I'm saying.
1: Xi Jinping is a a student of of uh, Sensu and of the the traditional Chinese way of oh, no, approaching no enemies. No doubt.
0: No doubt in my mind. But couldn't uh, Netanyahu also be flipping the script a little bit? He's no dummy, Ilana. He's
1: no... He's no dummy, and it's possible, but the fact that China has such a large footprint in Israel already doesn't speak well for what may be coming down the road. No. And since China has now created a or joined a relationship with Iran and Russia— This uh, doesn't look promising either. So I'm not sure where uh, Israelis tend, well, let me say this, Israelis tend to be a little bit naive when it comes to the need for public relations, the need for the kind of things that we do in um, in a commercial way to promote our country abroad. Israel doesn't do. Israel does not spend a whole lot of money on, on PR. Okay. All right. Because they think it's unnecessary. The The first prime minister of Israel said, "It's not, it's not what they think, it's what we do. That's what's important. Okay. And I think he's wrong. I think he was wrong then and he's more than wrong now because this is something that has really hurt Israel for years. Right. And part of Israel's image in the world is because they refused to get involved in PR. Okay.
0: There was a uh, piece I was uh, reading here um, earlier uh, from Politico, uh, Ilana, and it uh, headlines uh, Israel's crisis is just beginning, a very ominous heading and, and title to be sure. And they say on the ground in Jerusalem, the fallout from Netanyahu's power grab is growing okay crisis is and they say go ahead comment on that first
1: well the the crisis is real there is a real it's not a power grab from on the part of netanyahu it's trying to create a balance between the two branches of government right now the supreme court has an advantage over the the people's the well, you explain that perfectly you
0: know. up front of the program. If anybody's just joining us and you need explanation on what Alana just said, go back when this is on podcast and listen to the first part of the broadcast, and you'll get the whole you get the whole education as to why that's important. Let's not waste time and repeat what we said there. But let me ask you this: um, th- the fact that again, what did I say to you early on with the broadcast, Alana? That all, what did I say? How the media is framing this, which is why I started with this very unusual question when i asked you about netanyahu i was prepared almost not knowing because i didn't talk to you about any of this prior as you know Don well i don't like to talk about these things before we go live is that not correct alana that
1: right? is, that is correct in fact you mentioned that you said let's not talk about the substance let's i just- cut
0: you right off because you were going to go right. on and ad lib off the mic I said no no stop there i do not want you to share with me any of this please i want it for i want listeners to hear it in real time that's how this is done here i want people to understand this None of this is made up. That's what I believe needs to happen to have this sort of a conversation. Now, but I wasn't sure because I was thinking that if you had been following all these reports and maybe, you know, whatever, had, as egregious as it is, that maybe you might have a different opinion on Netanyahu. I had always had a certain uh, sensibility about him. That's why I also wanted you to tell the backdrop, backdrop about his um. Uh, you know, the ego and that uh, that uh, those skill sets he had, which you explained perfectly well in the earlier broadcasts. Let me go on with this political thing. It says here, Lana, crisis is a fairly common situation in Israel. There is always something going on. Hamas launches rockets. Well, uh, uh, Israelis enjoy brunch. Hezbollah threatens to annihilate the country. <laughs> Israelis know their air force will chuckle. That was the opening sequence from this political piece. Yeah, I mean, could, can you believe, listen to that copy, that writing. There's always, you know, Hamas launches rockets. Israelis enjoy brunch. Uh, you know, Hezbollah threatens to annihilate the country. Israelis know their air force will chuckle. I mean, that is a very self-assertive, a uh, bit condescending attitude to have is that really now let me just ask you and yes is that really their freaking attitude out there or is political no of
1: course oh. not oh, of course right. not of course not it's very it's very in fact um uh, demeaning what they're writing yeah. the israeli but but consider this the israelis face a a threat of physical violence or death every day <laughs> And it's something because it's something that is so ingrained that you you don't pay attention to it so much most of the time. Uh, I lived in Israel for for sixteen years. I lived in Jerusalem. A, a few blocks from me, a woman driving to work was kidnapped by a terrorist and forced to drive through a a, a, a stop a a. What do you call it? A, a um, it's a it's a military stop where they they just search they look in your car, and make sure that you are who you say you are, and then they let you go through. Uh, but she was forced to drive through that without stopping, and she was killed. She was murdered by unf- unfortunately by the Israeli police. You're, you're, who you're speaking about a military
0: checkpoint, yeah.
1: A military checkpoint. Thank you. Uh, and so this is uh, so this is something that Israelis live with every day they could go to the supermarket yeah. and somebody could show up with a gun yeah. they could go go walk down the street and there's somebody with a knife this is something which is a reality in the in the lives of every israeli every day and when you're there and it's happening to you you stop thinking about it it's it's it becomes like a way
0: of life it becomes a way it of becomes
1: life. a way of life and you get exactly. used to it it's right. not well, that israelis are callous and that they okay. are not they're, that they're 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 laughing over their drinks while while Hamas is, is attacking. Well, that's them.
0: why I read what I read there. I just listen, I'm trying to prove the point in with real information here. This is how bogus the media is, Ilana, and they make a laughing and stock true. out of all of it. Yeah. Okay, let me hold on just a moment, Ilana. Let me bring on another voice uh, to the broadcast right now. IQ, Al Razuli joins me here, and IQ is no stranger to America Out Loud. It's part of our America Out Loud family, in fact. He's been a a writer and a, a commentator and speaker and analyst for many years with me here on America Out Loud. IQ, we've been having a great conversation, as you know, uh, in regards to uh, what's been happening, the conflicts and the protests and the riots in Israel. Uh, Of course, the enemies are laughing. The adversaries are laughing at the whole deal. But this is a moment that he has used to to sort of um, uh, reconstruct the political environment there, left and right. Not too unlike of the problems we're having here in the United States in that regard. You just got back from that area, from Ground Zero, uh, from the Holy Land where we're speaking about right now in Israel. What what, What are you seeing? First of all, give us a sense so listeners know with the protests, the riots, this sort of thing that's being reported in the media. And they're calling this a Netanyahu power grab. Tell us first the lay of the land and then your opinion on Netanyahu. The
2: tragedy of Israel is a reflection of the tragedy in America. In both cases, the leftists, who are the fascists, actually, accuse the right of being fascist, being anti-democratic. What Netanyahu has always been trying to do is to limit the power of the judiciary. The Supreme Court in Israel took upon itself powers which were not allowed for it in the... uh, They don't have a constitution. They have their own rules and regulations, right? The Knesset decides how the government should be run. But in many cases, the Supreme Court overruled the Knesset. The Knesset is elected by the people. The Supreme Court is not elected by the people, but they have been overruling. The people who are elected by the uh, by the Israelis all he wanted to do is stop some of these extrajudicial uh, uh rights that the court took uh, upon itself above and beyond what the Canadian is okay. doing
0: so let me ask you this do, great explanation what you just gave in your opinion with based on what you've seen give us a sense does he succeed in this major endeavor right now to do what you just described, or does it fail?
2: He, he most probably will fail not because of his own weakness, right. not at all, but because of the subversion instigated by the leftists, whether they are in politics, in the religious sphere, in academia, or even in the military. They have taken upon themselves one single goal, the destruction of Netanyahu. Exactly the same goal that the leftists in America have to destroy Trump. They will do everything underhand to achieve that. Yeah, yeah.
0: It's a perfect analysis, what you say there and what's happening here in the States. Listeners now can hear what IQ is saying and really have a sense of this moment. Now, thank you for your honesty in saying that he may not succeed with this. If that happens, IQ, what kind of damage happens then to Netanyahu himself? Now remember, it's very precarious, his leadership there. He just barely got in, was able to uh, organize the government again to make this happen for a a historic uh, event to get back in there. He's been up on corruption charges himself. same thing as what's happened here, as you say, same sort of thing uh so what happens then is he just barely hanging on to leadership at that point or what what transpires
2: well it's the collapse of so-called democracy in Israel like the collapse in democracy in America exactly the same (coughs) in both cases you have no democracy let me put it this way the government of Netanyahu was elected to do exactly what he is doing now do you understand that
0: yeah yeah, yeah. Yes. So you believe he has the support of the people to do what he's doing?
2: The people who are going against him are not the majority. They are right. not the majority who elected him. They are the minority who are abusing their the rights of the other uh, Israelis. Yeah. What I'm saying is, it's like in the, in the Soviet Union, the Bolsheviks took over from the Mensheviks. Yeah. The minority took over the majority through terror. They are using terror, by the way. They are obstructing hospitals. They are obstructing motorways. They are obstructing the uh, yeah. airports. These right. are acts of terror. Yeah. Illegal.
0: Let me ask you this it now. Uh, d- doesn't this put Israel... It, it, now listen to this very important point here, IQ. In your opinion, this moment of time right now, where things, the riot and the protest, the left is very active, just as they are here in the States, as they are there in Israel and the Middle East. It's the same deal. It's the it's the uh, the, the people that make the loudest noises, the Marxist laugh. They create all the riots, the protests, burn shit down, all of that stuff. That's routine for them. And they get all the media attention, the media sides with them. It's the same story. It's the same, same story. We've seen this time and time again. We understand this story here in America. All that's happening right now. It's precarious what's taking place at this moment of time. Is this or is this not a most dangerous time for Israel right now? Because the enemy is seeing all of this play out. They see the struggle in the fight of left and right, of what's happening in real time. They see China, who controls the main port there, who is involved all over the Middle East now. They're running geopolitics out there, not America, which I've already explained to listeners. And isn't this the most dangerous, dangerous time where you strike when the enemy is down? I mean, that's right out of Sun Tzu. What that, isn't this a, that moment right now for them?
2: It is more dangerous in 1948 when Israel had only a few hundred thousand people against several million Arabs. This is the most dangerous time for Israel. And by the way, it's a reflection of the most dangerous time for America also. At this moment of time, both of them are committing suicide. Both of them, both America and Israel, are committing suicide. By the way, the Israelis just celebrated Tish Abab, means the 9th of August when the two temples fell. They are repeating it now. This is not different from when the temples fell, the temples fell under Nebuchadnezzar and under the Romans when the Jews were fighting each other in Israel.
0: And and that was fighting what time myself, period? Yeah. What, what time period was that, IQ? Sorry? What time period was that, roughly?
2: Well, uh, Nebuchadnezzar, 586 B.C. or something like that. Okay, And uh, with Hadrian, 135 A.D. Repeat performance. All right,
0: All right. Yeah, well, they always say history comes back around, doesn't it? We don't learn from history. We're, we're when fools. you
2: don't learn from history, you repeat it. That's guaranteed.
0: Right. Yeah, and that's, that's the problem. That's why they're trying to burn history down here. Um, so it's the same deal. You, um, you, you're, you're actually, uh, you're actually frightening me more than when I started the broadcast today. I've had a very sinking feeling about this story. I, I, I that's the truth. God's honest truth. Um, coming into today's broadcast. And um, I just have a sense of what's taking place out there, and reading a lot of the reports and uh, what's transpiring. And you say, you, you, your words were, you see this as a more dangerous moment, this conflict right now, than at any point in its history, all the way back to 1948, when it was virtually just a miracle that it all happened. And then you go back historically to many long time ago, historically... Uh, and suggest that right now, so you you kind of hit my suspicions, IQ. So if if he does not succeed with this, and the left is doing all they're doing, what has to happen for them to change this trajectory, or for Netanyahu to have victory? What has to happen, IQ? In your opinion?
2: Well, when the when the neighboring Arab states start shooting rockets on Israel, that's the only thing that will change the domino theory here. When, when rockets start falling on Israel, somebody's got to decide, are we going to defend ourselves or not? Who's going to decide? The rioters on the streets or not? Bibi?
0: When will that happen, do you now, think?
2: Anytime. Because the Lebanese, not the Lebanese, Hezbollah in the north is already starting troubles on the, on the border. They're encroaching on the border of Israel in the UN cease line. And the U.N. is doing nothing,
0: yeah.
2: as always, as right. always. Right.
0: right, right, right. Wow. I'm so glad. Ho- now, hold your thoughts. Stay right there. And I'm so glad we got you into this broadcast. Let me bring in to us uh, I- uh, IQ. Ilana Friedman is uh, here still with us on the call here. And uh, Ilana, I mean, I mean, I'm mean, I- I'm really stunned to be straight with you here that IQ, who... Usually stays in the pocket of these conversations. Made the statement he made and it back to the origins of Israel back to forty-eight, uh, and um, and you know, uh, wow. And said this moment is actually the pivotal moment. You support that uh, sincerely, or is that overstated?
1: No, it is not overstated. And in fact, this is exactly where our conversation before was going. The the critical nature of this time, the absolute insanity of the people who are protesting in the street for reasons that I think they don't understand. And I I mentioned before that the mullahs are sitting in in their chairs and laughing their heads off because this is setting Israel up for a major attack, not just from from um, from Hezbollah in the north and Hamas in the south and everything in the middle, but also for the uh, Iranians to come. they We say that we're waiting for them to develop their nuclear weapons. <laughs> I firmly believe that they have the capability to deploy nuclear weapons if they want to. Uh, th- this is not something that is in the distant future. This is in the immediate future. And if they were to do that, Israel, Israel. First of all, if they were to do that, Israel would be finished in in a matter of moments. But aside from that, Israel has a very strong, a, a very strong network of intelligence, uh, right? In, intelligence people on the ground. In all of the key places. And they know what's going on. They always and they do. Are, they always do. They They're always do. In that so, area. Yeah. And Israel is a nuclear power. Yeah. So Israel, and with Netanyahu, you asked me before, did I think this was a good time for Netanyahu? Was he the right man for the job? Right. He's absolutely the right man okay. for the job. Well, I did ask
0: the- you that. Yeah, I did ask you. And IQ, you would say, I assume the same thing. You have not lost favor with, uh, with uh, Benjamin uh, Netanyahu, right?
2: No way. He's the only man like Trump is the only man in America, right? He's the right. only man in Israel, right? Nobody is equal to him. Nobody. Right.
0: right. Interesting. So this is the moment it all happens. Well, we're going to uh, stay on all of this here uh, big time. Uh, let me talk to listeners now and explain here. You're listening here to IQ Al-Razuli and Alana Friedman. I mean, this is the A-team right here, friends. This is the A-team uh, for what you hearing under this information. Uh, now, uh, this is an uh, incredible moment of time, and it plays to uh, the, uh, the biggest story we talk about all the time, friends, and that is the fight, the global fight that is happening around the world, uh, and, it's, and it's a very complicated fight. Uh, where you have Islam in one corner. And it's been very quiet in recent times, but these people are taking advantage of the southern border and they have people all over our country that are ready to strike. Uh, nobody's talking about that, but I'm talking about it today with you. And remember, I told you that today with you. That's a fact, what I share with you there. And you've got uh, you've got this historical moment of the Middle East. You've got China now. Uh, you've got the rise of China. That's all happening over there. And you've got the combination of China, Russia, North Korea and then add Iran into the mix. That's the rise of this new axis of evil there that you've got majorly. You've got the West, which is really not playing well at all, shaking in their boots, actually. Um, and the world is uh, is uh, it's out of its mind. It's off its axis. It's, uh, we're losing the moment, at least, in the fight of good and evil. And all of these entities we're talking about are evil and that's where we are today friends that is where we are it is a moment to pray for peace pray for humanity pray for life on earth for sure pray that good can fight back evil now is that time i can feel it in every essence of my being this story in israel i knew was very important nobody's talking about it but i am and i knew it was i knew it was coming into this broadcast friends thank you for joining me on the mission here it's time to get involved and get loud america